All right, happy Thursday. Hope you're having a fantastic September the 9th so far, and really appreciate you tuning in here to NL Newsday. All right, on the 7th of this month, this past Tuesday, two days ago, that was the earliest time that we could have moved on to step four of the BC Restart Plan, which essentially would have had us back to living life pre-COVID, with the only exception being the knowledge that coronavirus was still with us. But we had all hoped when the plan was unveiled back in the spring we would be in that place this month where we could get a little bit more freedom. No masks. Could have large gatherings. Go out to see live music. Dance at the club. Well, that, as we know, did not happen, and it remains difficult now to say when it will. I caught up earlier this afternoon with Pup Johnson. He is one of the owners of the Blue Grotto in downtown Kamloops, and he's barely not been open at all since the pandemic was first declared globally by the World Health Organization. And again, Pup Johnson saying he has zero indication, just like the rest of us, of when we may get into that step four and when he may be able to open his doors. No, they haven't given us, uh, they sort of haven't given us a target date as to when we could hope for level four, which is disconcerting. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm concerned about the case count. I'm concerned about people passing away from this. My, I, I just found out my daughter had COVID in oh. Kelowna, uh, and she's a nurse. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm upset about that. I, uh, you know, I, what can you do? But, um, yeah, it's, you know, people like healthcare, she's a healthcare professional and she's got it. Actually, four members of my family have COVID right now. So, yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, my personal experience with it, too, is, you know, my mom, my mom's 89 years old, and she survived it. She had a, she's fired the nine people that are in her care facility didn't. Uh, so the disease itself is very serious to me. I don't want to, I don't want to open up the nightclub and have it be an outbreak zone, you know, have it be a vector. Mm-hmm. Were you hoping at all, like, with the BC vaccine status card, that that might potentially open up some opportunities for you. Uh, you know, it sounds like I know we're going to be reviewing the current interior health restrictions sometime before the end of this month. And, you know, we we had asked our health officials about Blazer games and potentially can we get fans in there? They're set to open at Sandman Center October 9th. We don't know for sure if they're going to be able to have fans in the stands, but we were given sort of a, uh, a commitment that, yeah, at some point during the season, there will be fans there. And I imagine, you know, whatever rules would end up applying to sporting events in that type of scenario would also apply to, to nightclubs. So I'm hoping, and I'm wondering if you're hoping the same thing as well, that this status card is going to at least hopefully provide an opportunity sooner than later to start opening things back up. 100%. I, you know, when they, when they first, uh, when they first talked about the, uh, the vaccine idea or just proof of vaccine, you know, uh, it's like showing your receipt when you leave Costco. Hey, did you shop here? Yeah, we did. You know, um, it seems like such a simple and easy thing to do. And then for me, for, for security purposes, being on the front door, uh, and having to have those potentially difficult customers, it gives us the hammer that, you know, i sorry, Ben, you don't have your vaccine. You can't get in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, no ambiguity about it whatsoever. Sorry, this is a provincial guideline. We follow we follow all the health board rules. It doesn't matter what the health board tells you to do. If you want to, if you're serving the public and the health board has a rule, you follow the rule. This isn't hard. You or you get fined or you get shut down. It's it's not difficult to understand. You know, uh, what's we were hoping that uh, we were hoping for full capacity this weekend. You know, that, that's sort of what the that's what the promise was on the table is that you know, come September seventh, he'll be allowed full capacity. If if we hit this vaccine target, you know, at least 
X amount with, uh, I think it was at least 70% with two doses and at least 60% one dose and 80% two doses. Well, we've exceeded those. Uh, but yet the case counts have gone up. So it's because people are getting vaccinated or they being more careless in their day-to-day life. Yeah, you know, I, that's probably true. And, and, you know, back in June or late June, right, when we kind of announced we were moving on to step three through the month of July, I felt it was a little premature to totally start lifting mass mandates and all that stuff that came with it. And, you know, I mean, I think the evidence is pretty clear that it was a little premature because it only took, what, five, six weeks before we had to go and revert back to where we were before that. Yeah. And, and time here too, you know, like, like, you know, it's kind of like, well, we'll open up for the summer so that, you know, that, you know, Kelowna gets their summer and BC, you know, the BC, tourism industry which is i think probably our number one you know yeah they get their summer and they made their money and then it's like okay back to winter let's lock it down again and it's like well you should let you know if you're gonna do that you need to let me open in the summertime too i think one of the more frustrating parts for me about your story is uh what, what's happened now because they technically you're a nightclub you're allowed to open and you can only have 50 people inside that I believe includes your staffing members as well. So you're, you've kind of lost a little bit of support that you might've been giving financially from, from some of those programs that are out there because you're technically allowed to open, but really what's the point of opening? Because you're just going to lose money anyway. Well, yeah. And the the CCRA, they cut the C. So they cut the CCRA by 20%. And then because our provincial, I mentioned this earlier to you, because our provincial mandate says, yes, nightclubs could be open if they have full meal service. We don't have full meal service, so therefore we're closed. And some girl that called me that assessed me from the government, she says, well, yeah, but technically it says here you could be open. So, sorry, you lose 25%. So I lost 45% of my rent relief. And, and they want some of it back. And I'm going wait a minute, you can't backdate this to July 2nd, right? Because mm. I don't have that money. I gave that money to my... Let's face it, the rent relief isn't for me. The rent relief is for my landlords. Yeah. I, I'm just the go-between. I'm simply the go-between. And I don't, you know, uh, you know, my landlords, they have multiple properties. They would have had to have been making multiple applications, you know, every month for all of their tenants. You know, that... that that logistically wasn't a feasible thing to expect. You know, like, you know, originally, you know, originally we were like, well, this is, you know, this is BS because, you know, if, you know, uh, if they want their money, they get it for themselves. It's like, well, no, that's too much to, to expect the landlords to do that if they have multiple properties. Can you imagine doing, you know, let's say you had, you had to do 50 applications every month for rent relief. But if that's what you needed, I guess you would. But it sure is a lot easier this way now that I can apply for my own. You know, mm-hmm. that was that was something that took uh, it took six months to straighten out. And you know what? Once they got it straightened out, they didn't backdate that. I went six months without any rent relief at the beginning of this. What's so, next? I guess uh, you know, just in terms of trying to to open back up. I mean, you're basically just sitting here waiting for your uh, approval to increase capacity before you can even think about doing anything at this point. Yeah, well, we we added the uh, you know we added about. <laughs> I'm not just sitting. We added about um, I'm going to say about that almost. 75 square feet of state to the front of the state of the house, so the state is bigger. Uh, we rearranged the sound system. We uh, rebuilt the JBL speakers, um, so they're clean, crisp. We shortened the wires. We changed the DJ booth so that we could shorten the wires. 
so the sound the sound in there is going to be way different, way better. You know, we've kept busy. Um, that's actually what I'm doing today. I want to lay some carpet in there today on the stage. And, um, we refinished the floor. You know, we, we built the plexiglass panels. That was exactly a year ago that we did all of that work. We put in the plexiglass. We put in the walls. We created the barriers. I bought piles of hand sanitizer. I spent about $3,000 on plexiglass. And we were open for two days, and then they said, no, changed their mind about that, and then we were closed again. And that was a year ago. So, mm-hmm. so, so in one year, in one year, no matter, you know, how well Home Depot or, or you know, Earl's or Carlos O'Brien's or Kelly O'Brien's or any of these restaurants, no matter how well anybody's doing out there, I haven't even had a sniff of it yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, I'm not complaining. I, I understand why, but there's a... You know, you know, I, I I get up and I go to work in the morning and I I'm in stop and go rush hour traffic. And I'm like everybody's busy, and all you have to do is get a vaccine and wear a mask, and everybody can be busy. But I gotta admit, man, I do feel like I'm being held back by the loud minority, not the silent majority. The loud minority, I believe, is really holding the live music industry and the sports industry, right? This is what's holding us back from hockey games and movie theaters. And as they said, the passport, the vaccine, proof of vaccine program is only for non-essential businesses. We can, a nightclub is not an essential business. A live music venue is not an essential business. A hockey games, they're not essential, right? They're not essential to living, surviving, eating, feeding your family. They're the experts. They're the entertainment. There's the the frills of life that we enjoy so much. And the only thing that's holding us back from all of those frills of life that we enjoy is this, is our own public human behavior. Well, Pop, I uh, I appreciate your time here, and um, I, I you know I miss going to the Blue Grotto, one of my favorite spots to head downtown when uh, when I do go down that route, and I hope to be able to do it again soon. Uh, so I'm hoping we get some good news here in the next you know two three weeks, and this uh, restrictions specifically to interior health are what's holding us back here right now. So hopefully those will be reviewed, and we'll get those uh, at least eased a little bit, and you can have some opportunities to welcome in people into your club and see some live music. I've been craving it and you know we've had a little bit of opportunity for it but and it's been few and far between so I, i'm praying for you oh man i'm sorry yeah, me too it's week it's week to week and, it, and you know what it will happen i've hung on this long i'll continue to hang on so yeah we'll get her going again soon there you go that was my conversation there with pup johnson one of the owners there a blue grotto the nightclub in downtown kamloops and you know he talked about how this time about this time last year uh, he went through a whole bunch of renovations to try to make sure he was COVID compliant, putting up the plexiglass between tables. He knew that, you know, you weren't going to be able to mingle between tables. So he was doing his best to set up those barriers so that he would be in compliance with the COVID rules when it comes to the, you know, limits of tables that we had at that point in time and those kinds of things. And he did a whole bunch of renovations to try and then spend a whole bunch of money. I think he $30,000 was the figure that he just used there. And then open for two days only to then be told oops we're going back nope sorry nightclubs not allowed to be opened and that's where he's been for the last year and really for the last 19 20 months whatever it's been now to this point um he just hasn't had that opportunity to welcome people in he doesn't have food service there it's really a venue that is 
churning around live music. That is the center of the pinwheel. And without that live music component, uh, you know, it's it's not... I don't want to say it's impossible to run that kind of a business, but, man, it sure makes things a lot more challenging. I've said it I don't know how many times on this program, how much I'm missing live music. And, yeah, it was great that we had music in the parks available for a couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, it wasn't the best weather-wise when that was going on. It was very, very smoky. And, we, you know, we started to see some of those rainy conditions start to make their way through. And those were very, very welcome. But it didn't provide the best atmosphere to go and sit down at Riverside Park and take in a concert at the band show. It just didn't. And so, you know, I, I got to see a little bit, but not as much as I would have liked. And then, of course, the rug got pulled out from underneath that event uh, before it really was able to get too deep into it. It was only a shortened concert series that they were going to have, and they didn't even make it through their shortened schedule that they had, and it was definitely unfortunate. And now we're sitting here uh, moving into mid-September, and, I mean, the nightclub is technically allowed to open, but it is not. Um, and why would, you, why would you open your doors if you're only allowed to have 50 people inside? You're not going to make any money. You don't have any live music to be able to watch. You can't dance. You can't mingle with tables. I mean, all these things that are... The activities that are the life and blood of nightclubs, you just can't do them. So it's very, very frustrating for these owners who are in these positions, unable to collect any revenue, unable to open their doors, unable to provide entertainment to people that that's what they do. And they can't do it. So I'm hoping, you know, I said it earlier, we got these restrictions that Interior Health has put in place specific to our own health region that... Yeah, maybe these will be reviewed before the end of the month, and then we'll be able to say, hey, let's let's be able to have 50% capacity. I know that's that's what the Blazers are certainly hoping for when we're talking about a sporting venue perspective. Uh, Tim Donovan, Tim O'Donovan was on the NL Morning News speaking to us that and basically said, we're not asking for any sort of spectacular exemption, something that isn't allowed in other places in the province. So just like what's going on at BC Place or at Rogers Arena, they're allowed to have 50% capacity in those places. That's not the case in interior health right now. That's impacting the Blazers. That's impacting the Rockets. They're trying to, the Kelowna Rockets, I should say. They're trying to get ready for a season here. Uh, and, and the unknown about whether or not they can have fans at this point in time has got to be just, oh, so frustrating. And it's not just sports. This applies to so many other things, too, including nightclubs. My thanks to Pop Johnson for taking the time to come on the program here and speak a little bit to what his situation has really been like over the last while. And, you know,